Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. September 14th, 2020. A candid conversation about discovering what inspires you, and overcoming the shames, guilts, and reasons for not deserving it. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Good day. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. You have you got into serious business voice already. Well, this isn't uh, this isn't our first effort <laughs> at oh, this well. video. No, you're right. The Someday we'll reach the magic point. Yes. I had hoped the first time that we sat down to record this that I had my own thoughts in order to a degree that I sounded like more than just rambly insanity <laughs> because what I really wanted to capture was the authenticity of a first-time exposure to some of this information to right. you so yes. that it was an auth more authentic exchange and i blew it that's you're being way too harsh on yourself am i though yes am i though? yes yes i don't know i was not satisfied okay and yeah so i have continued and the reason is this is this is some weighty stuff or has been for us you guys yeah. may think it's elementary that's fine yeah um it wouldn't be the first time somebody's thought my high intellect was their low ignorance <laughs> Okay. It's true. You're in a real self-deprecating zone. That's very different than self-defecating. <laughs> it is. It is. Thank goodness. Just a few letters make all the difference. It does make a big difference in meeting there. What is it? Today's the 14th? It is. September 14th. The month of nine? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... One, I looked through the stuff and things for the day, and nothing tickled me. Mm. Now, quite possibly, quite possibly, 
that's because I was so preoccupied mm -hmm. with something else that all of this stuff was just like, move, not important enough. Sure. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. So we decided at the tail end of last week, mm -hmm. we decided that we wanted to reread with not to recap, but to no. reread yeah. The Science of Getting Rich and just right. to really continue to explore more in depth and all of that. We had meant to start Friday, I think, um, and distractions, stuff and things. And we just literally both forgot. And then Saturday morning, I was going to, it had rained overnight, which means no yard work for me. Woohoo! That's right. So I had decided in my day of leisure mm -hmm. that I wanted to listen to not exactly the book while I was doing stuff, but something about it. And anytime you begin a search on the interwebs, it's pretty often that the first page or more of what comes up in search results is dung. More so now than ever before. Yeah, you thank your Google godfathers. That's right. You used to be able to find good stuff on that first page of mm -hmm. 10. Now it's almost all Paid. monetized. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, you're you are right. Dung is a good way to describe it. Unfortunately yes. for all of us who like to give it a goog. Indeed, and some might even say kitsch. Oh, which is yet oh. another word for dung. Okay, I have an extensive excremental vocabulary. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, although I think I just exhausted it right there. So well, I bet you could. Maybe I shouldn't. Word toot my own horn too much. <laughs> that was a dad joke. Brought that it home. was a dad Brought joke. Home. Okay. So yeah, I filtered through this, you know, first page of garbage and um, I really enjoy, I really enjoy searching. Yes. And, and the, love it. the process usually is to start out somewhat in the dark mm -hmm. and the first real things that you discover are the next keywords Ooh, to use right. to get closer to what you're actually looking for. Totally. And as I'm doing that and filtering through, it's not uncommon that that you rabbit trail because you see something that at least in the moment is cooler than the first thing that you started to look for. And as long as it's not a really focused and purposeful search, that's kind of part of the pleasure. Of right. It. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do that too much, uh, because it was, you know, I did want to stay on the theme of this book. Yes. And I'd, I'd run through a handful of things, many of which it was, it was pretty easy to quickly identify either this is completely waste or, hey, there's a term uh, that they mentioned or a concept that they mentioned that I do want to see and hear more about. Yes. To finally then land on, I don't think there were less than five that I kind of started pulling some material from. And then as, as I do it is that as I'm pulling some direct quotes and all of that, and, and I usually keep a Word document running, yeah, and I'll either you know, copy-paste if I'm reading it or just try to type super fast and misspell a bunch of things as I try to keep up with a speaker, and then as well will interject what thoughts that material made me have in the moment. So that's what all of this information is. Okay. And... It's been a little bit mind-bending for me in a very positive way. Yeah. Um, as we knew yesterday, the first time I presented this to you in the recording that shall not be viewed or heard. <laughs> um, yeah. I needed. I need to 
process out loud with someone I trust. And so that's what happened. And hopefully this time through, there will be a little bit more coherency and flow. Okay, I like it. Thank you for explaining your process a little more because mm -hmm. genuinely, yesterday morning, you came downstairs, you had a very intense look on your face and you were like, I, I need to go, I need to go under. Like I'm going in, I've come across a thing yeah. and I could tell it was gonna be one of those days. And so it's interesting to hear what that actually physically looks like. Cause I know the general aura that happens mm -hmm. as you descend into the depths of knowledge gathering. But just to hear like, this is what I do, this is my process, is so fascinating to me. That's absolutely not how I do it, but that's probably why your- Our searches have different results. Yes, and yours tend to be more extensive. And I'll, I'll think that I have covered a topic pretty well, <laughs> and I start to present to you and you're like, yes, and, and I need to say like 10 yeah. times more than I had found. You're more naturally trusting than I am. That's absolutely right. And yes. so you don't- you don't as thoroughly critique the source. Yeah, that's true. Um, if you like the person or, or yes. get a generally good feel, that's um, very true. You trust the information more readily. Yes. Not to say that you don't continue to look and eventually challenge if it wasn't spot on. Yeah. Whereas when I go into truth mode, truth discovery mode, yeah. I have no friends. That's true. You're not here to make friends. No, I'm here for the truth. Yes. You take your friendship and scoot on over there to the delete pile. Mm. Um, We'll be friends later if you're not a liar. Okay, good. All right. So that's a uh, background. That's I some have, context. I have pared down my notes. Uh, yesterday was five pages. We're down to three. Nice. Yeah. I feel yeah. impressed by that. Now, I'm also not sharing some of the deeper yeah. questions. Those are probably, some of those were probably just not quite yet appropriate. Okay. Um, they need to be thought out better. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so yeah, ultimately this is a culmination of information gleaned from five plus sources along with thoughts I had while going through all this. And they aren't necessarily things that I currently am saying, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. These are things that have caused me to pause and think. Mm -hmm. um, some of them I, I am pretty sure that I will agree with when I'm done wrestling through. Yes. Uh, I like to I like to push things to a ridiculous extreme, purposefully too far in a different direction when I find something new to see where does it begin to fall apart. Right. To ultimately determine is there is there a solid and, and good footing in the middle ground somewhere, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the first concept, and, and consider this like the initial volley of arrows from archers across a mental battlefield. Wow, that's a great um, image. Okay. This statement, I need to dissolve the shames, guilts, and reasons for not deserving. That is freaking powerful. It is. Yeah. It really is. And as you, yeah, as you examine things in your life that you don't have. Right. Or that you have not accomplished but that you kind of want to deep down inside, then there's a pretty good chance that somewhere in there you've you've assigned shame, guilt, or reasons for not deserving that thing. Yesterday when you first shared that statement with me, it genuinely brought tears to my eyes because it's mm -hmm. so deeply touched on something that has to do with this concept of whether or not I deserve something. And it is something as, a, as 
it's been over about 24 hours now since you shared this with me the first time. It's something that I, as I sort of try to untangle it, I realize this is, it's like when you're untangling something and you realize, oh gosh, there's like, there's a much bigger knot here. Right. Like I thought it was just like a little tangle. No, no. It's connected to a big, big knot. Will you read that again, please? Yes. I need to dissolve the shames, guilts, and reasons for not deserving. Yeah. Now, again, another thing I'm a big fan of is shifting perspective mm -hmm. with these. How easy is it to look at someone else who has accomplished something that you kind of low-key or whatever repressed you want Right. How easy is it to look at them and say, they don't deserve that mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. And so it's easy to do that. And we do it to ourselves far more probably than we realize. Yeah, I think that's right. Yes. The second overarching thing that pretty much everything that follows after this will kind of revert back to these two points, or at least these two points gain greater and greater strength and credence okay. uh, through the remainder of the material. But this, this second concept is taking another look at the, the phrase, the certain way. Yes. From the, the science of getting rich. He talks right. about thinking and acting in a certain way, a certain way or the, yes, the certain, certain way. way. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really easy as we walked through this far more in a discovery type fashion yesterday. Um, it's really easy to walk away from that book, looking at that and interpreting certain way as specific way. Yep. Because he does detail mm -hmm. in each of those chapters the specifics of how to. Yes. Think and act. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it wasn't then, again, until I hit this material um, that I recognized a different perspective to consider that along with specific, because that's correct, there are very specific ways to think and act, but along with that kind of a both-hand perspective is to say, well, what if you defined the word certain as certainty, mm. confidence, resolve, faith? Right. Yeah. And so to think and act in a convicted way. Yes. In an I'm absolutely positive about this way. Right. That so dovetails with exactly what he's saying, but there's so much room for nuance in the idea of certain that yeah. I missed that completely yeah. on our reading. And we're, you know, we've both gone back and just listened to chapters here and there again as we launch into our full re-listen, re-read, I just have missed that concept that it very much, he's talking about a way of certitude, of mm -hmm. certainty, of confidence. This, this initial, call it missing of the point. Yeah. I really think kind of as a side note that that is part of the magic mm. of this book and why 110 years after it's written, it's still a big deal because while he does tell you things, there is also a riddle inside this book yeah. that you need to figure out. And we'll always trust what we figure out more than what somebody just tells us. Mm -hmm. That's why to be propagandized, you can't be told once 
Right. You have to be told over and over and over and, and ultimately hypnotized into it. Mm -hmm. Which he also recommends a form of self-hypnotism to read this book over and over and over again, which is valid. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing to do that with good things. Yes. So that those two things, again, I need to dissolve the shame's guilts and reasons for not deserving and to really appreciate these different perspectives of what is the certain way. Um, and we've talked about in the past this uh, from a presenter's perspective, mm -hmm. if you're delivering a message to somebody. Yes. That one of the most important things is to speak with confidence, Absolutely. with assuredness. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter how true your thing is. If you're not presenting it as though you're convinced of it, your audience sure isn't going to be on board. Right. So, you know, and, and we've we've wrestled through this as it comes to, you know, well, show ideas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what should we talk about? Well, this is a hot topic. This is what seems to be trending because people are interested in whatever. But if we don't believe in that, it'd be asinine to go try to formulate an episode around yes. that issue. Right. Um, just to pick a really goofy silly thing I mean, because of because of our faith um we believe in the right to life mm -hmm. if trending hot in the news and what seemed to be most popular amongst americans was you know things about abortion and all of that well it would be asinine for us to try to put together an episode supporting that right because it's not something we believe we it's can't speak with confidence yeah. on that mm -hmm. Uh, with with certainty, and the same is true to the opposite. Um, I mean, this is these are absolutely tools that can be used for evil mm -hmm. as well. Um, several yeah. years ago, there was uh, there's a guy who who's he's an insurance guy. He's an annuity salesman, mm -hmm. and an annuity hmm, there's several different kinds. Uh, there is one specifically that more or less mimics in many ways a security rather than an insurance product, okay. a stock or bond investment rather than an insurance mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of in a funny space because you can sell it without being securities licensed. And when you're in the insurance business and most of those guys aren't securities licensed and you're selling those, you're also under a different regulatory body, exactly. different oversight, different everything. Mm -hmm. And so there's, it's not uncommon for there to be at least some odd feels between insurance guys and securities licensed people because of products like this. Mm -hmm. um, I could sell the same product that yeah. this guy did because I have larger, more encompassing licensure. But in order to do so, I have, because I have a different regulatory body over me, I have a much more stringent set of rules over what I can say, how I can say it, ultimately how I can present it and what I must do mm. to determine mm -hmm. that it is an appropriate and fitting product for an individual. And I really can't emphasize enough how strongly it is that it is very specific yeah. verbiage that must be used in their specific verbiage that must be avoided. You can't even hint at something. Exactly. Yeah. There's no uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink business right. going on either. Right. You have to say specific things about 
these products have to provide certain disclosures, both yeah. verbally and in writing. I mean, it's it's a big deal. Yeah. It's it's part of the responsibility that comes along with the licensure, the benefits yes. of the licensure. Yes. So that being said, this guy operated. It's really an old system that he mm-hmm. operated under, where one or more nights a week he would hold a seminar. And he would send out invites, luring people in with the promise of a, you know, a delicious dinner at Shoney's or wherever it was that <laughs> he was holding the seminar. It was typically places a little nicer than, than yeah. that. Um, and, you know, rough. And so ultimately, he, he'd invited us. He'd already teamed up with uh, somebody that was doing trust work and some other facets and he had he had invited us along i think really from the perspective that he wanted us to help bring in people to buy his products rather than any other way around and by us you don't mean me and you right you you and your business i mean my business yeah yeah so i had gone to one of his presentations to i felt obligated to it was a friend of a friend kind of a gig and I mean, they've set this thing up like a three-ring circus. At this particular one, <clears throat> there were three speakers, mm-hmm. and it was right about the time the salads landed on the table with everybody's generous portion of ranch dressing. <laughs> you know, when you said salad, I literally, my yeah, mind went to ranch dressing. Yeah, you yes. did. They had it in the gallon jugs. <laughs> Here's your one leaf of lettuce and your quart of ranch. That feels right. It is Oklahoma City. So. If you're lucky, you'll get a crouton to mop up the extra. <laughs> So literally as the salads are landing, I mean, they kick off Mm -hmm. and it's, they're rotating through one guy will speak while the other two are working the room. Yeah. And he's got slides and all of these cutesy sayings about stuff and weird hypothetical situations. He's explaining about the magnificence where this product shines, which evidently is everywhere. Every situation you can think of. While he's doing that, the other two are, you know... They're doing the nudge, nudge, wink, wink at all the tables. Oh, you hear that? Yeah, that's good stuff, right? Oh, my gosh. And it was just sleazy. It's sleazy, it's grimy, and it makes me feel uncomfortable, and I wasn't even there. Yeah. And I promise you, every, nearly, if not every, nearly every violation that I'm aware of, for me, Mm -hmm. he pushed past at least twice. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And the whole time, I'm... You know, I'm sitting there recognizing the fraud, yeah. the ethical travesty that's occurring because he would literally inappropriately sell this product to everyone that would take it with all of their money, all of these guidelines that were like, no, can't do that, can't do that, that's illegal. Right. And I'm looking around thinking, what the hell, man, what are, the, are people buying this crap? And, you know, certainly there were some people there, much like the timeshare approach. They're there for the free meal. And they'll just sit through the presentation. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're veterans at ignoring yes. whatever. But there are people there that are like, this is, yeah, this, you bet. Can I borrow money and put it in there too? Can, mm-hmm. you know, I'll sell my house. Whatever. People are just, yeah. And the thing is, besides our snoring dogs over here, um, the thing is, if nothing else, this guy presented with confidence and conviction and he did walk out of that room with a folder full of tickets yes um so yeah it's it is a powerful thing to get the certain way Mm -hmm. done correctly Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And again, really illustrates the point that we have been thinking of all of this in a good way because the whole purpose and one of the purposes and points behind uh, Wallace Waddle's approach is that you are helping your fellow man Mm -hmm. along the way, not hurting them. And yet with certainty, people can get hurt. And if you look at many, many, many government regimes through the years, they can see that as well. Any regime period, governments, businesses, any group of people. Right. It's so true. It can happen. Cults. Yeah. Yeah. While we are on the certain way and before we transition out of that, one other perspective to include with that is, is the appreciation that by living in the certain way uh, of the thing of the thing that you want and expect, uh-huh. it's going to alter the energy that you put out to others. Okay. And to really frame that better, let's say you're talking with someone, you're conversing with someone almost because you have to, mm-hmm. part of your job, whatever else, and the person is angry and disrespectful. Okay. If you can imagine them as someone who is calm or is respectful or someone who you want to talk to, mm-hmm. it's going to allow you to put forth the positive energy that they don't deserve. And it's not for them. It's for you. It's how you live bigger than where you're at. So I should do that after I stop crying because they're being angry and disrespectful. Right. And you can practice on me because I'm probably the most angry, disrespectful oh, no, bully no, in your life that you know. Oh, my goodness. But really and truly, I've practiced this without knowing it through the years. It was helpful when I was teaching. It's mm-hmm. helpful in parenting. Well, conceptually, anybody public speaking, you know, how often have we been told, you know, imagine everyone naked. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same concept, but I think it's more real because you're tying it into either a thing because you could be imagining a thing, but you could also take this from the perspective that, Hey, I'm a person that's worthy Mm -hmm. of respect. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. yes, And so even though you're not going to offer it, I'm going to pretend like someone that is respecting me here okay? because that's what I deserve. Right. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's a concept. Yeah. I've not tried to put it into practice. It may be a load of shit, and I'm just here <laughs> rambling stuff that's impossible to do, but it's an idea. Listen, I genuinely have done that in a number of situations, and I really do think there is power to it. There's something very real about the timber and the tone and pitch of your voice yes. that really does convey so much more than your words do. So, Yeah. I I would agree with that. Okay. Let's transition into kind of a tertiary leg here. Um, Finding the thing most valued to you is your motivation. Mm -hmm. Finding the values of those you are serving then can define your business. Okay. If, If I just lost my place, that was brilliant. So the goal then is to match these two things, to be doing performing, providing what others want that also just so happens to be the thing that you want. And when that happens, it's beautiful because the things that are truly of highest value to you, not that you say are, because Mm -hmm. we're liars. Mm -hmm. There's two of us, and we're always arguing with ourselves and lying to ourselves. Okay. Always. All right. 
we've talked about this before where you negotiate with yourself. Hey, if you'll, yes. if you'll work with me and clean this room, I'll buy you a coffee. Right. right, right you gotta, right. you gotta work to get back on good terms with you. Yes. So if you're honest with yourself, the things of highest value to you, really, those things are inspiring. Yeah. And when you are inspired, you do not procrastinate. Mm. You are not bothered by difficulty. Yes. You do not give up. That's so true. You don't view work as work because right. it's the thing that you want to do. It is, yes. And that's not trite, which I have viewed that statement as before. I've heard people say, well, you know, I love this job so much, it's not even like work. Well, it, They're full of crap. Yes, that often quoted proverb, if you love what you do, you'll right. never work a day in your life because it doesn't feel like work. But to really, that that's only true if you've been true to yourself and identifying what it is that you love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, one easy way maybe to do that is to say, well, what do I do with my free time? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's a pretty good indicator, even if... Well, uh, there, there's ways where that can be mildly deceptive. If what you have committed your free time to is an opiate to distract you from the misery of yeah, yeah, yeah. living and doing for a living something you don't love. Right. So that's possible. But if you can push past that and really recognize, you know, all things aside, I get free choice of what to do today and I'm not trying to hide my sorrows from myself. What right. am I doing? Exactly. You have full energy, full, full time, full use of space. What would you choose to do? Right. That is what brings inspiration. And sometimes it may be something you didn't even know you like to do. I'm going, I told you this example yesterday as we discussed this, I have on my list of things to do for Sorta Awesome, Sorta Awesome Media, many, many, many things on the to-do list. Everything from things that I love to do, like creating new episodes, to things that I hate to do, like invoicing mm -hmm. sponsors. But when the merch store became a reality in our life, I'd never done anything right. playing around with design like that before. But all of a sudden, once I started putting together and playing around in a, a an image creator and like really figuring out how to do it, I was inspired, not motivated. Usually a deadline is good motivation. And I do sometimes need that motivation mm -hmm. of a deadline, but I was inspired. I was like trying to steal a time at the dinner table, even on my phone, kind of like looking at t-shirt design ideas and stuff. I couldn't stop myself from thinking about and working on and enjoying the process of new merch ideas. Right. It didn't feel like something else on the to-do list. I couldn't wait to get to it. And so when you're talking about inspiration versus motivation, I am like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Keep going. Keep talking. We're I have to write a note. Now I got to do a little, uh, a little jazz hand, a little uh, soft shoe here on the stage. I just, <laughs> I just needed to get two messy words written down. Okay, okay sorry. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you're doing, if you are doing the things of highest value to you, mm -hmm. do you need motivation? No, no, because motivation's physical, right? The, the things of highest value to you come with inspiration. Mm -hmm. And when you're inspired, you don't procrastinate. You're not bothered by difficulty. You don't give up. Right. It's just full steam ahead. Nothing's stopping me. Exactly. And I think this is such a real thing to understand the difference between because I feel like in our culture, we use those words interchangeably. Yeah. Like 
we might say, well, I'm feeling super motivated to declutter today. Well, maybe more accurately, you've been super inspired because if, if you're right. like getting up and you're excited and you don't have to talk yourself into doing it, that means that some kind of bolt of inspiration has hit you. Mm -hmm. and you're motivated when your in-laws are coming over for the holiday. Right. That's a serious motivation right. to get the house cleaned out and cleaned up. You're inspired. That's a completely different deal. Would you say then that, and maybe you've already said this and I'm just a ding dong and I'm just repeating it back to you, but would you say that motivation then is some kind of external source and inspiration Absolutely. is an internal source? Absolutely. And, you know, motivation may require self-talk, which is internal, sure. mm -hmm. but it's still a, it's still more of a forced thing. Think about, think about this. How many organized things are there out there for groups of people to serve as motivator and accountability partner? Mm, yes. You don't need someone to be accountable to if you're inspired. Right. It's only if you're doing a thing that's yeah. you don't believe in. Right. Right, right, right. Now, we can, you know, certainly there's some things within human psychology and addiction and things like that sure. where there's you could still suss through to what is, you yeah. know, identifying the cause of the addiction is most likely going to be something something that the heart truly desires that your guilt shame reasons against i still i really think there's there's a strong chance that that's still going to apply mm -hmm. but you you need somebody's couch and not a podcast to figure that out absolutely me. yeah we're we're painting a really broad strokes because there's always yeah. going to be like well what if this happened and what if that that's understandable of course but just generally speaking yes um blah 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 so ways you know in terms of helping to begin then identifying the things that are of highest value mm -hmm. to you and or this weirdity that we do of clinging to shame's guilt's reasons, all of that. Uh, one of the sources talked about the ABCDs of negativity. Okay. Now, this may be a well-known concept within different curricula. I've not heard it before. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it's, oh my gosh, that's earth shattering. It's that, no, there's some accuracy. There's some things in there that I recognized about myself that I think go beyond uh, natural personality type. So you're saying that this negativity maybe is what we run into as we are running into the shames and guilts and those types of things. How does this? It could be. It? it could be that. Okay. Or it could simply be we run into these negativities because we are living outside of where our true love and inspiration is, okay. and underneath the weight of the shame, guilt, fear, and we get agitated. Okay. You just live in a state of agitation, of negativity. Okay. okay and so okay. that can manifest through A, anger and aggression. Mm -hmm. B, blame and feelings of betrayal. Okay. C, criticism and challenge. D, despondency and depression. Okay. That these would be, if those are present in your life, yeah. then there's a decent chance it traces back to, well, I've, not, I've either one, it's like an and or. I, I've either not identified and or I kind of know what my heart wants, but I'm not allowing myself the permission. So those four types of negativity, because they cover a lot there, mm -hmm. those are symptoms of the fact that you are disconnected somehow yeah. from what, again, the what source, you should be. Yeah, source you, of inspiration yeah. for you, 
what maybe some people might say what your calling is, mm -hmm. those types of things. And that's not to say if, you know, if you singularly have a, a feeling of whatever, you know, of, of anger at one point that your whole life screwed and you no, never no, knew it. Course, right. It's saying if you find yourself regularly, this is kind of your baseline Yeah. that you really need to examine. And I think that's real okay. for me. I do have, I have a, a low hum of aggression, blame, criticisms that, that I exist with. Now I find above that often but I don't think I've probably been fair to identify. No, man, what do you what do you love? Mm -hmm. And giving myself permission to love it without yes. guilt, and yeah. not trying to reason away why I shouldn't or can't or don't deserve mm -hmm. or any of that. If I can get there, then maybe maybe the baseline moves up. Yeah, and I'm just a generally happier and more joyful jackass. So this all ties back into that first statement about dissolving mm -hmm. your shame's guilts. Uh, what was it? Shame's guilts and reasons for yes. not deserving. Yes. So if you have cut yourself off from the thing that you love that brings inspiration because you feel like you don't deserve it, then this mindset with the different symptoms of negativity mm -hmm. can become the, like you said, your baseline. Okay. Yeah. I'm tracking. So then back over to certainty, mm -hmm. confidence, mm -hmm. conviction. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself. If you do, then others can. It doesn't matter your faults or weaknesses or failures up to now or what life has thrown at you. Abolish fear. Only I can stop me. Fear creates the paralysis that makes us stop ourselves. Fear doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. Fear creates the paralysis right? Because that makes us stop ourselves. Yeah, everybody has fear. There's genuinely, when the greats of industry, when people who've created brands that all of us love and use every day, like mm -hmm. when you listen to anybody telling a story about something great they've achieved, either in business or in their personal life, Almost every single person to a person talks about the fear that they face. Right. That's not uncommon to the human experience, but that fear does create that paralysis of just like, I can't do it. And you literally, this is tough to think about and it's tough to admit, you literally cannot be stopped by someone else short of them killing you. Oh, yeah. They can, they can be such a problem that you have to detour. Yeah. But you don't have to stop. That's your decision. Yep. You may identify that progress on the main thing will happen more quickly through the detour if you'll do this other thing first. But you can't be stopped by someone else short of them ending your life. That's interesting. That's a good insight. I, I like it. I liked that quite a bit. Because we have these imaginary things. Sometimes it actually may be a genuine person or people that are a barrier. That's mm -hmm. understandable. But sometimes it's just like an imagined response right. from people that are stopping us. And it's gonna it's gonna require that you confront some fears. Yeah. To take this approach. You could say, well, my immediate superior at work will not promote me, will not let me be promoted. Well, then you can't work there. Mm -hmm. You have to detour to a different job and that's going to inspire some fears. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now from a, 
from an entrepreneurial perspective is how I'm going to view this statement because that's what I am. Mm -hmm. But you can apply this in so many ways and I'll give, I'll give some additional examples. Okay. If you're afraid of losing resources like those required to try something, mm -hmm. it costs money to podcast, mm -hmm. um, to get equipment, to advertise, to sure. whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you're afraid of losing those resources for the try, then you really need to stop and ask yourself in that moment if that that amount that you could lose if that right now is enough. Okay. If if now my notes don't make sense. Hang on. Um, you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If it isn't enough, then that amount of money doesn't matter. Right. If... Your life, and this is a simplified perspective, if your life goal is to go to the movie and the ticket costs $15 and you have 10, mm -hmm. that $10 is as good as zero. Mm -hmm. So if what you have isn't enough, then it doesn't matter. Right. Take the chance. Right. Yeah. Pursue. Give it a shot. Yeah. If you're clinging to something that isn't enough for fear of not having enough, are you insane? It's probable, and but that's it's a very real part of human psychology. Mm -hmm. um, I can't tell you how many times in this business that I work in, someone has come to me and they have decided, I am going to retire. They've come into this backwards. They've said, I'm going to retire. Yeah. This is how much money I have. Yep. And I need X number of dollars a month. And it's a mathematical impossibility. Impossible. There is no parallel universe where it works. Mm -hmm. it, there is no possible way for it to happen. What they have is not enough. The amount of money that they have, because it isn't enough, it's worthless yeah. to them. And then yet at the same time, because of how we approach this psychologically, they keep their butt clenched tighter than the people that have enough. And so yeah. the mildest of fluctuations on a on a month-to-month, week-to-week, or even day-to-day -day basis, and they're picking up the phone and freaking out, I won't take them as clients anymore because they dominate the business. Yeah. And at the end of the day, their money means nothing to them because they don't have enough. Right. And I'm not a magician. Nope. I'm really good, and I can do a little sleight of hand, but I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Legally, a, of course. I'm not a magician. Um <laughs> Yeah. If you believe in yourself, accepting the things you want and not attaching guilt, shame, wait, no, I'm sorry. I completely misread that. Okay. Is belief in yourself, is true belief in yourself, accepting those things that you want and not attaching guilt, shame, or reasons for not deserving. 
That is a very deep and ponderous question. Does it really just come down to that? Is that really what believing in yourself looks like? Is saying, this is what I want. I make no apologies for it. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm headed down that path. And we'll call that person eccentric and we love them when they've achieved it or we're angry with them and think they don't deserve it. That's the other side of it too. Yeah. When they've, when they, I think most often when they've achieved it creatively, we think they're an eccentric genius. Right. Yes. But hold them up as an example, but we don't point to the right things. Uh Yes. How many of our thoughts are lies that we tell ourselves because we are either ashamed to admit that we quit or we're fearful of what others will think or say if we succeed. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an example for you. Um, it has been during quarantine, I believe, because she was not seen physically for a time. Adele appeared. The the music artist Adele appears on some form of social media, and she is trim and fit. And where you would think that people would be like, yeah, good job. Yeah. There was an outrage. Really? Yes. And you know, you got some people screaming, oh, anorexic, bulimic, and blah, blah, blah. Other people that are fit shaming her. Wow. Be- and I can only guess, well, I won't go there. Okay. Um, I have some guesses that yes. I'm pretty sure are right, but I won't get there. But that's... And because we know that happens, even yes. if it's only subconsciously, do we then sometimes, are we sometimes fearful of yes. that response from people? That is a real and true thing. And Jensen Chair actually covers this in her book too. This concept that some of our limiting beliefs are really rooted in the fact that, you know, maybe growing up, uh, maybe the there was so much tension between siblings. And if one sibling got the praise and accolades, the others were, you know, really negative or maybe, you know, that there's all kinds of things that happen to us along the way that feed that fear of, of genuinely a fear of success. We don't recognize it. We would never say, I have a fear of success, Mm -hmm. but those thoughts come up of like, Oh no, so-and-so is going to be mad if I achieve this or someone's going to be disappointed or whatever. So anyway, it's a real thing is what I'm saying. To extend one step further Mm -hmm. out of, being ashamed to admit that we quit or fearful of public response. Do we make statements to ourselves and maybe even to others like, Hey, I'm at peace with blank Mm -hmm. so that we can soften the sting of knowing that we've quit um, or justify avoidance of the, the confrontation of the masses, whoever they may be at the success is shame and fear there because we've not allowed ourselves to shamelessly and fearlessly admit what it is that we want mm-hmm. and admit that, Hey, I actually do deserve. I do deserve more or better or this thing that would actually be the thing I want to go after. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. hard to say. Yes, it is. It can be, especially mm-hmm. about the things that are the truest to mm-hmm. your heart. That's what I was going to say. The things that are dearest to us. Yeah. There's yes. a lot of those edge pieces that we can like, well, yeah, okay. Or, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that one, What's really true to the heart, that one's the one you gotta fight with. This is, here's a silly example, but like, I probably need a new van. Our van mm-hmm. is a 2006, it's literally older than AJ. It's, it's been, it's lived some life. 
yeah. before we got it and with our family. But here's the thing. I can say I actually truly am at peace with that van, and it's not a deserving thing. I just don't care that much about vehicles. That's not a thing that's important to me. Mm -hmm. It gets me and our children safely, for the most part, from point A to point B. So I can, well, sit, I can say I'm at peace with it. I would welcome a new vehicle. And I think that what you're, what you're enunciating right now is the accurate picture of gratitude. Yes. To yeah. say, hey, thank you. Yeah. To whoever, mm -hmm. thank you, Kyle, or thank you, God, or thank you to whoever it is that deserves thanks. Mm -hmm. This solves all the things. Yeah. And I have no guilt over saying, I'd like something nicer. Sure. Yeah. And I'm going to ask for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to believe that, by golly, this isn't the last vehicle I'll ever own, that there is something better on the way. And I might even, in the interim, to put myself in a, in a right place and in a right energy exchange, I may even imagine as I'm driving the van that I'm actually behind the wheel of a Jeep. <laughs> yes. Right? But so, okay, could you say then that there is a difference between a genuine place of gratitude and saying, I'm at peace with this, versus a place of having settled? Like, oh, yeah. I... We settle when we don't think we deserve. Exactly. Exactly. If a, if a vehicle, I know people that are not even my husband that are, you know, women that uh, the vehicle they drive is very important to them. They have very mm -hmm. big feelings about it. And so for another mom in my place saying, I'm at peace with this, maybe more just like, I actually don't deserve anything right. better than this. So I'm just going to tell myself I'm at peace with this. They're self-propagandizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Repeating the same mantra over and over mm -hmm. so that maybe they can convince themselves of the thing they know isn't true. Because that's the thing about the other you inside, A1 bullshit detector. You're not <laughs> pulling one over on her. She knows, but you're still going to try. It kind of goes back to this Ignatian concept of motivation. Mm -hmm. Like what your motivation is in that particular exactly. mantra or something. Exactly. Am I doing it because the neighborhood slut has a nicer car than me and I want to outdo her. <laughs> what street do you live on? Well, you know, <laughs> that was back when we were in the trailer park. <laughs> okay. Nothing against trailer parks. I've lived in them before. <laughs> um, so then a, a good, again, a good tool, a good question to push through. When you are bold enough to begin asking yourself the questions, you know, now what what is it that I really want? Yeah, and you're you're putting at least fear and shame and guilt aside long enough to get an accurate answer from you, right? Because you'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's good to ask yourself in that moment: Is what I want obtainable? Yeah, and to view that correctly. Mm -hmm. Now, I could say, you know, well, I I want to be Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He's a he's a good looking man. He's very successful. I just want to be him. Yeah. Well, that's that's not obtainable. Right. I can't make myself grow that many inches. I can't reshuffle the genetic lottery to look like a Pacific Island warrior, which is exactly what he is genetically. Right. Um, that's not going to happen. Right. But why would I want to be the best version of someone else? Yeah. That's still avoiding yes. saying what is the best version of me. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think that sometimes when we do put our sights on something that is 
physically mm -hmm. unattainable uh, in a very real way, it is a way of sidestepping. It's mm -hmm. like we set ourselves up. It's a, it's a self-destructive Kind Absolutely. It's it's still dodging the question. It's right. just another way to twist, wiggle, turn, and yeah. avoid talking to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. You doesn't lie to you. Right. And that can be uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Um, how many... I, love, I, I still enjoy reading this question to myself. Okay. Or this series of questions. How many of the very popular books about decluttering... Follow the idea of purging the things that you don't love. Is this a way of backing into not being ashamed of the things you truly love? Is the peace that comes from decluttering due to the fact that it's a moment in time where we've stopped lying to ourselves and behaved in a fashion that agrees with our heart? Yes. Yeah, that's a very good way. If you look at Marie Kondo, I mean, the Komori method is based on and she does it in a gentle way, mm -hmm. which is why it resonates with me. But it's based on the idea of if something is not serving you, you got to let that go. Yeah. And then when you look at what's left behind, every single thing is something that sparks joy. It is reconnecting with right. that thing of like, I deserve, I deserve to have a space that is not cluttered up by things that people have given me that, that, right. that you know, are like sentimental pieces or shame, this. guilt. Yeah, exactly. Keeping it because you don't want to offend whatever. Exactly. I think this is such a, a magnificent way of identifying too. What is it that I truly love? What right. is it that inspires me? Well, if I haven't used this item since I can't remember when, yeah. plainly it has nothing to do with what inspires me. Exactly. What am I doing with my free time? Not that damn thing. Oh my gosh, you're, you're hitting me where it hurts. Right no, now, is it, no, listen. It feels good. It does feel good. Well, Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. You are a filthy man. Uh, as we're recording, I'm looking at the top of our china cabinet, which is just off camera, that yeah. has a huge stack of clutter up there of things that I have kept because I feel this guilt and shame mm -hmm. because there's a lot of like really nice, lovely ladies, Bible studies and mm -hmm. other spiritual things up there, spiritual books that you're right. If those were meaningful to me, if I was inspired right. to dig into those, there's a dust outline, which means plainly no one in our house is inspired by any of those things. There's also Kyle, a crystal bowl behind all of that. Can you see it? I can, yes. That crystal bowl is We've from, had that. Was that a wedding it gift? It was a gift. It's from Tiffany's. It's a crystal salad bowl given to me by one of my college professors that I've kept all of these years. You know why? Because it's from Tiffany's. And I, I had this scarcity mindset. That that may be the only thing I've ever we'll received We'll never have Tiffany's. another Tiffany. We should keep it in the van. <laughs> and then when we... When we accept the new vehicle, we can say goodbye to the Tiffany's bowl. I could put some potpourri in it to kind of freshen the air in the van and drive around. You're that, onto something. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, that crystal bowl is not our style. It has never been our style, but I have this guilt attached to it that I could never throw out or give away something that is from Tiffany's. I can barely remember the professor who gave it to me. But I've kept this bowl for over 22 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, I, mean, I know we're going off on a decluttering tangent, but I'm just, I, it, that's really... But that's what we're doing. We're, yeah. we're psychologically trying to declutter here. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Or intellectually or something. Mentally, One of the L-Y words. Yes, all the things. Ecumenically. <laughs> something. So then just to repeat, because these, and I, you know, at this point in the notes, I'm, I'm literally just 
I'm thinking less and typing more. I just want to offload everything that's going through my brain. So I've, I've reprinted the questions. What do you want? What do you really want? What do you want so badly that you are inspired? What do you do when you have free time? Mm -hmm. What do you find yourself doing mm -hmm. when you have free time? And now maybe that's a better question for me than for some people because I pursue with passion something. Mm -hmm. And you know, whatever it is that's hot to me at that moment, I will go after that insanely hard to discover Ultimately, do I want to keep doing this or not? Right. I have, as one example, I decided one year, I want to know what it's what it's like to carve wood. Mm -hmm. That's right. Two different methods. I did chip carving. Mm -hmm. I did traditional, mm -hmm. all the tools carving. Yep. And I did it. I did it every waking moment that I had available yeah. for a couple months. Yeah. Um, didn't have the facilities for it. I nope. literally was doing that in the living room and vacuuming up the wood chips when I was done. Yeah, that's Off right. Of that crappy carpet that needed to be raked in the horrific apartment that we lived in at the time. Yep. And I reached a point with it. I had a, a decent enough level of mastery. It's not about finding mastery at a thing. It's getting good enough at it to determine, is this something that I want to have as part of my life ongoing? It wasn't. I stopped. I've never done it again, right. and I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's what I found myself right. wanting and to do, pursuing to do. So by golly, do it yes. until you don't want to anymore. And I wish there were more examples in my life mm -hmm. of me pursuing things that way. It's not everywhere in my life. It's some things. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a healthy, for me, way to go about it. And I need to apply that to a lot more than just a rando hobby here and there. And I'll say this much too. <clears throat> Sometimes our seasons of life can cause externally for us to become really disconnected from what we love to do. For example, earlier today, the twins, one of the twins was mad at me and told me I was fired. And I was like, are you serious? What? I'm fired. Wow. I was like, best news ever. I got fired too. <laughs> <laughs> I was teasing with them, but I was like, oh my gosh, if I'm fired, does that mean like I can just like not go to Costa Rica? <laughs> not on a submarine. <laughs> Not, no, not on a submarine. I'm not stepping foot on one. But I could just go do whatever I wanted. And we were just joking around. But genuinely, truly, in the little kid season of life, it's very easy, I think, for parents to get disconnected mm -hmm. from the things. Because it's like, what's free time even? What are you right. talking about? I, I'm doing something that I don't want to do from the time I get up. Or maybe you do want to do, of course. I'm not saying right. this in a, in a negative way towards parenting. But like... My day sometimes, if I'm not intentional about it, can feel driven by the wants, needs, and schedules sure. of others from sunrise to way past the sundown. And so if you are in that season of life, as we're talking about, like, what do you want to do with your free time? It kind of is a moment of stepping back into your imagination, stepping into like, if I were, if I had time to pursue something, what would that look like? Starting there and mm -hmm. then kind of building out an idea, a plan, a schedule that allows you to connect with that. And you could do that thing mentally yes. while you're doing other things. Totally. I've shared this before. Um, the, the Vietnam prisoner of war who yes. he played his home golf course in his head over and over and right. over yes. while he was in prison, mm -hmm. got out, 
terrible shape, heals up enough, goes and plays the best round of golf he's ever played in his life exactly. on that home course. Exactly. Um, so it's, yeah, there's some, some stuff to that. And this too. is, of course, what Wallace Swaddles is telling you to do, is to mm -hmm. hold that picture in your mind of what it is that you want to do as you are going about the tasks, doing those to the best of your ability yeah. of the day until you can get to that place. A potentially valuable tool in this process is knowing your personality type accepting it, that it can be a good way to begin identifying what you want. And maybe more than a specific thing or specific vocation, what you really want is freedom and choice. Mm -hmm. And I find that true for me quite often, where there's not so much a specific thing that I want, it's that I want the freedom and the ability to choose that thing if I want to. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the truest freedom of choice is more than simply the financial ability then. Also, it's going to include dissolving the shames, guilts, and reasons for not deserving and the fear yes. of how others will perceive it. Right. I have, uh, this isn't my analogy. This was from one of the other pieces of information. The guy asks just randomly in a whole series of blurted out questions. Um, he asks, do you want everywhere you go to be chauffeured around in your fleet of Rolls Royces. Mm -hmm. And that, it's fascinating to me on the heels of all this information to recognize that my first response is, well, that's a little excessive, right? right? It's a little extra. No, if that's necessary. <laughs> but then am I just one of those jackasses in the bleacher judging someone else for how they are choosing to utilize their resources and, right. and what is good for them. Mm -hmm. And so to say that, and then to be, to come back to me again and say, okay, me, do I want that? Well, maybe sometimes Yeah. in, in light of freedom to choose. Yeah. There's some times where that'd be pretty freaking awesome. Would be awesome. Now, sometimes I think I would, I wouldn't want to do that all the time. Sometimes I think I'd prefer to be in a red two seat convertible sports car with you going through the, hills of wherever, right? Costa Rica. Yeah. Or maybe I want to be by myself in a Jeep yeah. somewhere. That's where you spend most of your time. No, no. <laughs> so just, yeah, understanding. And, and I guess, too, really appreciating that you don't have to feel confined by admitting what you love. You also always retain the ability to change your mind. You have to always appreciate that just because you want something, if it if and when it does come along and manifest for you, that doesn't mean that's your last chance to want anything ever again. It was that's your right. one and done. We're not limited to three rubs on the old genie bottle here. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you can have permission to love wood carving for a hot minute. Yeah. And then... And then be done. Be done. It's okay. Um, okay. Now I'm going to share a personal perspective that I went through with this. Okay, um, let's hear it. So I we recently mentioned, as we talked about uh, this elimination diet that we did, yes. that we're still participating in, mm -hmm. uh, that I have cyclically struggled with maintaining healthy body composition. Mm -hmm. Fatness, just it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, within that, over the years, I've had a size range that if, if I was in that range, I could tell myself, I'm fine with my body. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I'm 45 now. I'm a dad. Aren't dads expected to have a dad bod? Dad bod. Um, I'm not an athlete anymore. And mm -hmm. I, I'm really good at finding all of the reasons why it's okay to be fine with this range. Mm -hmm. And to to say, well, you know, I haven't just given up. I, I've got the range. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. When I allowed myself to be on, when I did allow myself to be honest, which wasn't very often mm -hmm. during this spectrum, I was not fine right. with my body. This is why when we were remodeling the downstairs bathroom and you had to take baths in the upstairs bathroom. Oh, gosh. When you're in the bathtub in yeah. the upstairs bathroom, there's this huge mirror right yep. in front of you. There's you that, like, who's that? that fat ass in my bathtub? Oh, <laughs> dang it. You hated it. Like yep. every day you're like, I hate it. Yep. I'd skip a bath if I could. <laughs> so I, I'd realize I'm, I'm not fine with this flesh suit. Then I'd feel guilt or shame over feeling guilt or shame about my body. I was accusing myself of fat shaming myself and shaming myself for that. It was a vicious little circle of things. Now, it wasn't like I dwelt in this every moment of oh, every day, no. but cycle through it. Uh, the truth is, the truth is, the other me told me this. Okay. I know it's true. All right. I don't want to be overweight. Mm -hmm. And there should be no shame or guilt or reasons for not deserving to be fit. Further, if I'm the only one that can stop me, and I do believe that to be true, then I've narrowed down the culprit here to a circle of one. And rather than working and expending energy to convince myself to be satisfied with something less than what I desire, maybe use that energy and apply it to achieving what I desire. So when we begin doing the elimination diet, this is, this is insight I have now, mm -hmm. not then. When we began doing the elimination diet, I'd already quit. Really? I mean, other than just trying to stay in the range, I had quit. Okay. And was busy just finding reasons to justify mm -hmm. and make myself feel okay about being a quitter. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't deserve to yeah. look like whatever. Okay. I, you know, my body is old and it's been through stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I lost my place in my notes here. Hang on. Um, yeah, so when we started the elimination diet, body composition wasn't really on the radar mm -hmm. for me. Not really. There may have been a, a secret wisp of a hope because, yeah. hey, weight loss is very difficult. It is. Anybody that's Lord tried knows, it knows our that. whole story shows yeah. that, yeah. I had other things for sure that I wanted and needed to see healed in my body. Right. But as body composition improved throughout all of this, and in light of this new material, I'm confronted with the desire to be fit. And I can dissolve the shames, guilts, and reasons for not deserving, and use that energy to not be tempted to go eat a cake, the whole mm -hmm. damn thing, yeah. or a pint of ice cream, or go off the rails. I can admit to myself, no, I mean, I like cake and ice cream, and cook. I love cookies. Cookies are tasty, right? They are tasty. There's a lot of things I like, but are those things inspirational to me, being fit? Is I just haven't given myself permission to admit it and accept that that's okay. So yeah. I can really begin to turn a corner here and really anchor my resolve, my certainty in the way. Right, and and it is coming from that inward inspiration instead of external. It's you're not 
focused on something because people are telling you what you should do this or because there's plenty of people around us who they're suffering the same intellectual malady that we are Mm -hmm. and you know look around america where we all are probably carrying a little bit more than we should outside of a very small percentage Mm -hmm. and maybe part of their encouragement is soothing you you look fine you look fine They're, they're soothing their own guilt over having quit their own guilt and shame and you know, not giving themselves permission to want to be and all right. of that. And it's it's a threat if you're improving because you may have lost all the weight that's available to be lost this year. You've abundancy versus scarcity. Yes. Just reasons, man, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's always people there to strongly support you into a wrong way. And they don't do so maliciously. I think right. it's a, it's a psych, back mind psychology thing. Right. So if we cannot dissolve our guilt, shame, and reasons for not deserving, we will subconsciously sabotage our own plans. Minimally, we know that bad things aren't dissolved when we're finding ourselves in need of motivation because we don't have inspiration. But you'll do things. You may force yourself into doing the right activities Mm -hmm. for success But if you've not gotten rid of the guilt, shame, and reasoning that you don't deserve a thing, you may not be able to pinpoint where it happened, but you'll sabotage the endeavor. I've done it many times myself, so many times. Understand, every time I'm saying you in here, I'm saying you collectively, me, us, we. Yeah. This is what we do, us humans. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. It's odd because we can really struggle to confront and conquer these things in our lives. But when we see them elsewhere, it's super easy to go on the offensive. Mm -hmm. In our country, as an example, there exists kind of a a baseline disgust with big business or corporate America. They don't grow, I don't know when this ceased, but they don't grow creatively any longer. They grow competitively. Mm -hmm. If you think about it like running a race, They're not out there trying to outrun anyone. They're simply doing what they do and waiting. And if someone faster comes along, they trip them. Yeah. That's how they win the race. Yeah. And we can see that and we can have a visceral disgust with that behavior. But maybe we're sometimes guilty of the same thing because we carry guilt, shame, and reasons for not deserving when we see someone else getting or achieving what we want, especially. We try to push that guilt, shame, and reasons onto them. We say things, oh, well, they may be wealthy, but at what cost? Their family is a disaster. Right. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, so is yours, so is mine. Everybody's family. Families are all disasters that has nothing to do with wealth. Yeah. Um, and rather than being co-celebrants, we work hard to identify flaws that, that we can highlight to detract from their success. Yeah. Um, and I think some of this may also come from a perspective of scarcity rather than abundance. Like if they've accomplished or gained whatever, it's decreased the probability of me doing so. Absolutely. Damn it, that was my dream. Why'd they get it? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I have some, some bullet point ideas, just kind of pulling all this back together. Just, again, identify what you want and what you love, the thing that inspires you Mm -hmm. and dissolve the guilt, shame and reasons for not deserving it. Enjoy inspiration 
as opposed to the drudgery of motivation or accountability. Yeah. Think and act in the certain way, which is both specific and with certainty and conviction. Know that there is no end to the abundance. No one else is going to get what's coming to you. Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of on this idea of self-help, which is such a popular topic yeah. globally, yeah. is helping yourself really a matter of just listening to yourself and allowing you to trust yourself. Mm. That's a... That's a big question, Dan Dine. It is a big question. Obviously, I think that one's true. I asked it in the form to get an affirmative, which is the wrong way to ask a question <laughs> if you're going to be a master salesman. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I've, I'm probably a sicko. Maybe this is, maybe this accurately, maybe this is from my history in athletics. But I recognize that growth requires some pain. Yes. And so when I find a question that twinges a little bit of hurt, I perk up. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really dive in and look and I'm I embrace the suck. Mm -hmm. Bring it on. If I know that I know that getting better has to bring some displeasure along the way in there. That is the nature of how things work. Yes. So if I'm rolling along and I have no displeasure other than the psychological disgust with myself, mm -hmm. That I need to get to looking for what's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Ask the hard questions. Make yourself go through the exercise of speaking honestly with the part of you that won't lie to you. Mm. Listen to them. Don't poo-poo it away. Don't try to justify into something else. It doesn't mean you got to change your whole life today right. before bed. Right. It means just start having those conversations. Yes. That's so true. This is good. I like it. I like it too. Okay. I love you. And I love you. I do. That's scary. <laughs> Maybe I should allow myself to be loved. Maybe you should. That is something I wrestle with. It is. It's time. Okay. All right. I'll try. Okay. In the meantime, while I'm working that one out, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. The phrase, don't toot your own horn. I know what it means, but the phrase itself is strange. If I literally had a horn, why would I not toot it? Further, why in the world would I want other people putting their mouth all over it? Unsanitary at best, and at worst, it could be dangerous, especially during the time of COVID. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.